When the game is over and you want more. When the news breaks and you want more. When you wake up and you want more. It's highlights, it's breakdowns, it's analysis, it's opinion. It's curbside reaction. Your next day post-game podcast. And it starts now. We battled back. We were down. Our power play was great tonight. Got a point, but yeah, definitely a tough way to lose. It's easy to look at the replay and see something, but it's tough on those guys to, to kind of see it live action. But I'm sure if it was the other way, we would have been happy that it didn't get called. But yeah, I mean, it, it's a tough way to lose for sure. I honestly didn't think uh, we played our best for the first two periods. Uh, a lot of turnovers. And then we go down late, and our power play gets us one. So shows uh, some good resilience uh, from this group, and um, you can take some positives from it for sure. Uh, I'm not really sure what's changed, but it's definitely a good uh, when your team goes down in the third, no one kind of goes in the dumps and plays poor me. We we battle and uh, we got got a point out of it tonight. And that's Kevin Hayes as the St. Louis Blues fall in overtime to the Boston Bruins by a score of four to three. A game that they never had the lead, but they erased a one goal deficit three different times, twice on the power play. They did get overtime. They did get a point but were unable to get the extra point as the Bruins scored on a two-on-one after a missed tripping call. More on that later on in the podcast. And the Boston Bruins skated to the overtime win over the St. Louis Blues. Let's get you straight to the highlights. They get it to Marchand, shot on, head save, Bennington. On the rebound from DeBrusque, Bruins bring it back out off a turnover. And shooting and scoring for Bruins is Marchand. He gets the goal, puts the Bruins on top one to nothing, and it's his 900th point in his NHL career. 5-0-2 gone in period number one. Kapanen gets the D split, brings it in behind the net. Center, score! Kevin Hayes! They broke through on another chance, and Kevin Hayes, the 6-0-7 gone, his 10th goal of the year. The Blues have tied it 1-1. The Blues go in, but the Bruins get it right back out. So the Blues have not been able to get it below the circles here in about five minutes. McAvoy to the goal score. And that's the end result. Five-hole goal on Bennington. After the Blues just could not get the handle and get it down the ice for about five consecutive minutes. Blues set it up. Perico. Far side. Thomas into traffic. Shot on. Rebound back door. They score! From Cairo to Neighbors, and Neighbors ties the game. 9.03 to go in the second period. And it's a 2-2 game. Power play goal for the Blues. In the offensive zone to the doorstep it goes. Near wing, Pasternak back door, and a tap in. Goal by Marchand. And now the Bruins are going to have a minute 42 of power play time as the Bruins have taken a 3-2 lead. Second of the game for Marchand, 12-17 to go in the third. And over to the corner, Sundquist recovers. Nice play to the blue line. Perunovic to Braden Shen, back to Perunovic. Pass not where he can shoot it. And now they do, he shoots and scores! Sundquist with the deflection in front. And some justice as the Blues tie the game, 3-3. Three to 5-13 three. to go. Third period. Stealing it, Cairo. Backhands the puck to Robert Thomas. Thomas trying to send it ahead. Eventually gets tripped up, and the Bruins come in two on one on Pareko. McAvoy to the middle, shoots and scores. Boston gets the overtime goal, wins the game four to three. Blues will take a quick look at it. Well, Thomas is fired up because of a penalty. 
And he didn't get the call. There's nothing you can do about it now. He's yelling at the referee. He is absolutely furious with Michael Markovic. I didn't see any offside or anything there, but he gets tripped up. Boom, right there, yeah. He gets Pasternak, ends up tripping him up. There's no call on the play, and he, because he got tripped up, can't get back. Following the game, Steve Ott helped us break down his team's play and the power play success. I definitely at this moment right now, kind of happy with the point. Uh, disappointed there in the overtime, to say the least, that we uh, gave up the other one. But, um, uh, you know, the resilience of the group to kind of like what you said is get ourselves back in every single uh, part of the game. Being down is not easy to keep coming back against that team, and uh, the resilience of the group obviously gave us a strong point. Steve, how about the start to the game? From up top, it looked like it was just clean, crisp. You guys were on top of it. Were you happy with the start? Yeah, very, very, very happy with the start. You know what? I thought we were really reloading over top of guys. We were limiting time and space. Uh, our puck decisions on the lines uh, cleaned up from the last game of the turnovers. And, you know, we, we gave ourselves a good chance heading into that second period, kind of followed up. Obviously, they're a pretty strong team. Uh, and uh, I thought we handled ourselves extremely well. All right, what are you finding success power play-wise that uh, is starting to click with the combinations you have now? Well, you know what, we kind of uh, went to a two, uh, you know, 1A, 1B type of mentality, and both units have, have scored both, you know, big goals in the last couple games, and just kind of switching up some hands, too. I, I, I kind of looking at it, want to make, make the hands make a little bit more uh, more sense for some down and ends or some shots from... Uh, from the big boy up top or our, our top motion that allows us to kind of penetrate that net a little bit more and have two inside and the guys have been buying in all uh, year uh, that way we just didn't haven't been getting the results and, and when you don't get those scoring opportunities to put in the back of the net obviously it weighs on these guys and hopefully this continues to free them up and uh, right now having that success I think it's a lot to build on right now. Here's Kasperi Kapanen after the game. Yeah I thought they're a good team so I thought we played um pretty decent today i think our second period wasn't wasn't great um but we competed hard guys were blocking shots um back checking overtime it can it can go either way and um you know might have been a little something there on uh you know robbie's trip but um like i said just got to move forward and uh take the positives out of this i think you kind of have to uh ride the momentum there a little bit um like i said i think our second period wasn't wasn't good but um you know third period we were a bit, bit better came back obviously power play was great today thought our pk was uh it's good too so like I said a lot of positives in this game I think we've been playing really well against um you know the top teams in the league I think we've been winning uh, a good amount of games um so that's obviously another positive and, and then we just gotta just play smart play smart and I think uh maybe not make the perfect play sometimes and just keep it simple and uh, I think we're gonna start winning more games it was a tough sequence on the interference penalty taken by Oscar Sundquist that eventually led to the five on three power play goal for Boston to give them their third goal of the game but Oscar deflected in that game-tying goal for the Blues' third, so a bit of a redemption, and Oscar Sundquist talked to the media after the game. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, I put, my, put the team in a bad spot. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't really think it's a, it's a call, but uh, I shouldn't put myself in that, that position in the first place. Uh, he, he's not going to catch Cap anyway, so uh, just just shouldn't put myself in that position and, and, and you know, happy to to be able to to get one back for the team and and uh, make sure we 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 got the three three there he he he, he makes the saves that he needs to make and, and really keeping us in games and, and make, giving us a chance to win every night so uh he's been he's been unbelievable for us and uh hopefully he can continue his uh, his streak we've been 
been playing good, uh, especially Bennington and, and, and their defense. You know, Bennington's been stopping the, the first first opportunities. I think we, we've been we've been good at helping them with the second and third chances. So, uh, and, and like you said, we've been we've been getting points against against some really good hockey teams. Uh, so, uh, just just keeping keeping that in mind and then just keeping uh, keep playing and building our game. And uh, you know, it's uh, it's a new week next week, and we got we got more tough games coming up. Let's check in with the thoughts of your head coach, Drew Bannister. You know, I'll, I might speak a little bit on it, but, um, you know, we got to get ourselves prepared for Philly here on Monday, so we'll have to move by this one quick. Yeah, I mean, it's disappointing. Um, you know, the way it ended, uh, I don't need, I mean, I, I don't need to comment on it that much, guys, like, to be honest with you. Like, we all, I think the replays said enough so I don't want to although I've, I've only been here for five weeks I'm smart enough to know that I, I can't comment on certain things <clears throat> I thought we showed a lot of resiliency um, fought back like you said three times we had a disallowed goal that was offside which is the correct call but you know uh, down one nothing tied it up had the opportunity to go ahead 2-1 goals called back uh tied up for 2-2 and then our you know we tied up again 3-3 so you know the disappointing like you know I I thought the two penalties we took in the third like we we got to be smarter in those those areas we put ourselves in a tough position but um you know our power play was outstanding here tonight getting us back and I even thought our kill was really good like when they scored that third goal we still had a uh, you know, a, a good amount of time left on that kill, and our guys dug in and, and found a way to get through that. And then we found a way to, to score on the power play and get ourselves at least into, you know, overtime and, and at least give ourselves a chance for an extra point. I think they did a great job. Like, I think that was uh, something we, we talked about, we stressed with our players is, is more of a net front presence, especially on the power play, but certainly a five on five too, which I think we had, you know, at, at times here tonight, um, you know, and then having more of, uh, of a shot mentality and, you know, both the, both pucks, we got down to the net and we, you know, the first one, we make a pretty good play to an open player. And the second one was, you know, traffic in the net and, uh, you know, we're able to get it through through the traffic into the net, and the goalie couldn't see it. So, uh, exactly what we're looking for from our guys, and they were able to execute, and and uh, they got rewarded. Well, after the game, we of course break things down with our radio analyst Joe Vitale, and here's his thoughts after the Blues earned a point but still lost an OT. Well, I would never put Steve Ott in the position of having to answer the question and stuff, but you won't hear this from the players. You won't hear this from Drew Bannister. But I'll go ahead and lay it out there. You had, a, you had a referee just cost you a hockey game. Now, maybe Boston, you know, maybe they don't – or they, they call it you should have had a power play. Maybe Boston gets a shorthanded goal, whatever. But the reality of it is is the Blues should have been on a power play when that goal went in on a 2-1-1. And the two referees didn't call it. You can't say we didn't see it. There's not enough guys on the ice. That's a puck battle right there. This is a game, and, and there are not many. As fired up as we can get on officials, you can look at a bunch of different things. Well, we didn't do this, didn't do that. This is a game you battled back in, and, and you, just had, you just had two referees cost you a hockey game. Having said that, because I won't put Joe in a tough spot either on it, you do have to look at the positives, and Alex just nailed it. Again, you're picking up points against a top team in the league. And that one point could become huge if you end up on a run and start to catch some teams. Well, and it's, it's unfortunate now. It's a huge season, but... 
on this particular night, you had the Predators who win, the Coyotes who win, the Kraken who win, the Calgary Flames win as well. So pretty much everyone you needed to lose end up winning tonight in regulation there and, and get two points and you only get one. So, yes, you're, you're happy with the one point. And you are really bummed. I mean, it's a two-on-one going the other way in overtime where you can secure two points on home ice and extend this thing to four games, and unfortunately you can't do it here tonight. At the same time, you know, the Blues found themselves coming back three times here tonight. I mean, to me, that, that showed a lot of resiliency against a really good Boston Bruins team. You know, overall, I, I think that, you know, that Sunquist power play goal, uh, a lot of positives, and I think you can almost hear the optimism a little bit in Steve Ott's voice between, you know, two more power play goals here tonight a team that had a lot of fight to come back three times in a game, extend it to overtime. Uh, a lot of emotions, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of hiccups in the game, a lot of penalty trouble there for both teams there a little bit in the second, more for the St. Louis Blues. Uh, but ultimately, you do get that point in curves, like you mentioned. It it could be very huge down the stretch. It could be a big one as the Blues fall in overtime to the Boston Bruins by a score of 4-2-3. You mentioned the power play. Steve Ott touched on it. And with as much as we've had to talk about that on the negative side, that's back-to-back gains with multiple power play goals. And, and as Steve noted, both units getting goals in both games. Exactly right. I mean, and you look at all four goals. I touched on it during the game, but listen, this power play is clicking, and they're clicking for one reason. They've simplified everything. It is a much more fluid approach of getting pucks to the net and outnumbering at the net. It's just that simple. When when something's struggling, when a power play's struggling, when a player's struggling, simpler is better. Keeping it simple. And that's what the Blues have done over the last two games. Both units taking advantage. You go back to the Rangers game. The first goal was an entry goal. was not a setup goal for Jordan Cairo on the back door. Just a simple entry, find someone, and you tuck it away. The Saad goal in the Rangers game, shot from the point, busted up play. Shen finds Brandon Saad on the back door for a goal. And tonight's game's no different. A simple shot for the Jake Neighbors goal from the outside by Robert Thomas. It's a bang-bang play. Kairou and Neighbors out number 2-1. to one. McAvoy in front of the net. And it's a backdoor tap-in. And then, of course, the Sunquist one here. Not something you really work on a lot. It's not a down-low play. It's not a one-time play option curve. It's just a simple shot by Scott Prunovich at the net with the net front presence. It's a tip, and it's in the net. So four goals in the last two games. Each unit has picked up two, and every single goal has had the exact same simple approach. It hasn't been pretty but it's been very effective, and it's helped you earn a point here tonight and certainly the two points in New York Rangers game because, again, uh, you can say what you want, and it's unfortunate the way this one ended, but big picture used to look back over the last two games just for a small small snapshot, and you grab three points out of the four possible ones against a very good top-caliber Rangers team and a top-caliber Boston Bruins team. You still have a chance to get to that four games over 500 now Monday with the Philadelphia Flyers coming into town. And uh, that will be Monday night at 7 o'clock. You saw in tonight's game, Joe, why both – you see in the first period the predictability, the patience, and what it could do to the offensive side of the game. You saw the Blues get away from that in the second period and then how scrambly they got and chasing it became. And then you saw them get back to that better play in the third period. So this this game was a good snapshot of what the Blues are trying to do and the result of what it can be like when you do that. Well, exactly. And I think it's just the, the constant managing of emotions, managing of the momentum swings in a game. And, you know, this is this is playoff hockey. I mean, this is what it's going to look like if the Blues can figure out a way to get there. It's, it's going to be ups and downs. It's not going to be a perfect 60 minutes. But I think the start really set the tone for St. Louis. 
it's unfortunate that they couldn't take more advantage in the first four minutes of the game because, listen, they had two or three backdoor options that could have ended up in the back of the net. Blues could have easily ran off with a 2 nothing lead mm-hmm. so quickly in this game. And a backdoor by Sundquist that missed. We missed a, a Pavel Buchnevich to a Matthew Kessel that just got poked away at the last second. Big opportunities in this game to jump on it early. I think the Blues did everything they could have in that first period. They just didn't get on the board nearly enough as it was tied at one. But then you look at that second period, and you knew a push would be coming from Boston. I think it was the Pasternak with the Marchand and Charlie Coyle line that really kind of sparked Boston in that second period. They really started to play on their toes. The Blues had to respond. They had a lot of bending, don't breaking moments there. But ultimately, I think as the game continued, the third period a little bit more well balanced. But you know that that big moment of the game was that five on three, and we said yeah. that it was going to be a big moment, and it proved to be a very big moment as. Oscar Sundquist trips up Charlie McAvoy when Kasperi Kapanen's on a breakaway while they're shorthanded. So the Blues go down five on three. It's a quick tap-in goal for Marchand. That's his second of the game. And all of a sudden, the Blues find themselves from behind. But, you know, I think I think Oscar Sundquist, who took that penalty to put the Blues down five on three, showed a lot of fight back here in tonight's game curves. He ends up going out down the ice just moments later and getting the equalizer there late in that third period with a power play tip-in goal to make it three to three to ultimately extend this game uh, to help the Blues get that point. All right, what do you have for the Bud Light three stars of the game and your work boots? Uh, unfortunately, you got to give a little bit of uh, credit to Brad Marchand. He did have the two goals here tonight. He's number three. I'm going to give Kevin Hayes. He had the first Blues goal there. He had five shots on net, unfortunately, for a couple inches there. would have been two. He stepped offside. Heels number two, and then you got to go with Charlie McAvoy. Two goals and the game winner in overtime for the number one star. And I'm going to go with Sunquist for the work boots, like I mentioned. That penalty, not a good spot. He put himself in a bad spot, put his team in a bad spot, but ultimately came over the boards and, and made a dent and a difference on that power play to tie this game up and help the Blues earn a point here this evening. Tim Woodburn is a veteran hockey play-by-play man of 13 years. He covered major and minor league sports for 30 years. He weighs in with his thoughts on the game. Well, Chris, we can sit here and talk about officiating the entire podcast, but I won't. I haven't said a word about the referees. You get good calls, you get bad calls. Hopefully it evens out in the end. But tonight, it was on Boston's side. Uh, ridiculous interference penalty on Sunfist when they were shorthanded already, giving the Bruins a 5-on-3 chance. And then Boston's interference penalty leading to the power play tipping by Sunfist. Also, very difficult to swallow if you're a Bruins fan and on a non-call uh, in overtime. The Blues never even touched the puck in overtime. Uh, they did get one point, and that point belongs to Jordan Bennington. He kept them in this game. Sometimes you need goalies to win you games. And Biddington certainly did that Thursday against the Rangers, and tonight got him at least a point against a, a very good Boston Bruins squad. And, you know, the Blues are playing better hockey against very, very good teams. Teams high up in the standings, the Rangers, the Bruins, the Flyers, a much improved team coming in on Monday. So, it's all about building confidence and beating up on teams that are playing at least hard against teams that are up there in the standings. Just tonight was the halfway mark of the season. For Curbside Reaction, this is Tim Tim, thank you very much. And, you know, my final thought and takeaway of the game, look, the way this one ended was frustrating. It was a clear trip on Robert Thomas. Pasternak tripped him. Yeah, they were tied up, but he got his stick in there and he tripped him. That caused a turnover. The puck went the other way on a two-on-one. These points are far too important. Yes, mistakes are going to get made by players. It happens throughout the game. We saw a couple really bad penalties taken by the Blues last night. And yes, mistakes are going to be made by referees. But they cannot afford to make that kind of mistake in overtime. 
Sometimes if it's five on five, you can understand something not being seen. This was the puck carrier with the puck in three on three. There are two referees out on the ice. To miss that tripping call is egregious. It cannot be made, especially since it led to a two-on-one and eventually the game-winning goal. That has to be absolutely better in that situation. If you're the Blues, you're going to look at and say, well, we could have done this in the game, we could have done that in the game. I get it. But here's the reality of sports. The game flows the way the game flows. Sometimes it goes your way. Sometimes it doesn't. I realize I might just sound a little bit like Nuke Lelouch there. But the reality of it is, it's the sequence of what happens next that can dictate a game. That is an extremely big missed penalty. A terrific job by Pasternak to trip up Robert Thomas and not get called for it. That would eventually lead to the game-winning goal. Those kind of things can't happen. They have to be better. They have to be sharper. Because as you know how tight things are in this Western Conference playoff race, those points are at a premium. And if that's the case, a game should never have to end like that. That's my takeaway from the game. All right, one more game on this homestand for the Blues. The Blues have done a terrific job against the top teams in the league. And another playoff team coming in right now in the Philadelphia Flyers. That comes your way on Monday night. We'll have curbside reaction following that one as well. It's curbside reaction, your next day postgame podcast. I'm Chris Kerber. Have a great rest of your weekend. The Blues will continue to add points to their total on Monday night as the Flyers come to town, and we will see you at the rink.